0: Happy New Year to you all. I hope you were able to mark the end of 2020 and beginning of this new year in some way, shape or form. At this time of year, conversations often revolve around New Year's resolutions, ways that people hope to better themselves by breaking unhelpful habits or by taking up new habits that will lead to a happier and healthier year. What resolutions have you made this year? Last week, I brought the challenge to you that What you focus on affects the way you make decisions and brought God's call for us as a church to focus on him and his glory, glorifying him, regardless of the situations we find ourselves in this year. This week, we begin to turn our attention to how we can glorify God with everything that we are, everything that we have and everything that we do, the choices we make and the way that we live our lives. Our verse for the year is Psalm 115, verse 1. Not to us, lords, not to us, but to you be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. This week, we begin the how uh, we can give glory to God by focusing in on our bodies. Most of us would have heard the phrase, my body is a temple. Some of us may have adopted that mindset and daily made decisions to keep the body in top physical shape consuming a healthy diet, exercise, sleep etc. Others of us might think our body is a temple but observe that it's really in need of some renovation. The origins of the phrase my body is a temple come from the Apostle Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, a city that was well known for its wealth, depravity and sexual impurity. Paul is writing into a culture where Uh, There was honour and focus given to pristine physique, where at times the human body was worshipped above the person themselves. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 to 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your bodies. Let's think about that for a moment. As Christians, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. They're not ours because they belong to God, because they've been bought at a price, Jesus on the cross. And our bodies are supposed to be used for glorifying God. In other words, what we do to our bodies and the way we use our bodies holds huge significance. Let me say that again. What we do to our bodies and the way that we use our bodies holds huge significance to help us explore this I want to unpack these three things firstly what does it mean to be a temple of the Holy Spirit and as part of that what what is a biblical temple secondly what does it mean that our bodies aren't our own and thirdly what, what does it mean to bring glory to God through the way that we use our bodies In the Old Testament, the temple was the sacred place where where people could meet with God. It was also the place that that housed God's perfect presence, his power, his holiness, his beauty and majesty, his extravagant love and grace, his truth, his wisdom. It, It was where God's glory descended and filled the room. It was where God's glory was revealed. Prior to the temple being built by King Solomon in uh, 957 BC, the Israelites had a tabernacle or a large tent that that uh, they moved around with. It was able to be taken wherever uh, the people of God went, and it was known as the place where heaven met earth, and God would commune with His people unobstructed by sin. There was sacrifice. And it was always initiated by God, God giving giving people opportunity to come to him and meet with him in that place where he was. The temple uh, was built as a place of prayer, a place of sacrifice, a place of coming into the presence of the holiness of God and a place of community, a place of restoration and a place of worship and encounter. That was the plan of God in the Old Testament. And the same purposes for the temple continue, continued into the New Testament. After Jesus' death and resurrection, God chose to move his continuous presence from the static temple. And instead, through the Holy Spirit, he made us home in each follower of Jesus. You and me, if we've turned and believed in the Holy if we've turned and believed in Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, then the Holy Spirit literally comes to live in our physical being. God chooses to make his home in you. Tricky to get our heads around that one, isn't it? So what does it mean for us that we're temples of the Holy Spirit? Firstly, we're to be people who pray. In other words, stay in constant communion and and communication with God. The temple was described as a house of prayer for all nations. That's who we are to be as individual followers of Jesus. Houses of prayer. And also who we're called to be as a church. Just imagine if if someone living in your house, someone living with you, stopped communicating with you. It would be strange, it would be awful, wouldn't it? I wonder how often we may forget to communicate with God that the Holy Spirit is inside us. Can I encourage you to allow yourself to be amazed that God is living within you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We're to be a, a, a people who pray. And secondly, we're to be a people of worship. And I mean worship in its richest sense. Worship is is all of us, everything that that we have and everything that we are expressed and given back to God in a way that honours him and declares his greatness. Singing and working, movement, musicality, creativity, communication and so on. Thirdly, we're to be carriers of the holy presence of God. In the Old Testament, people would go to meet with God in the temple. Now God's temple is mobile and multiplied in us. And we can meet him anytime, anywhere. And others can encounter God's beautiful, holy presence by meeting us as we carry him with us in our lives. So when you go to work or study in um, in, in person or from home tomorrow, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. When you go on the school run, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit carrier of the presence of God. When you go for a walk with someone or or care for a relative, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, carrying God with you through your daily decisions, giving glory to God. What about the next part of the verse in 1 Corinthians chapter six? You are not your own, you were bought at a price. What does that mean? When a person makes a decision to believe Jesus is God and asks him to wipe away all the bad choices, in other words, sin in their life, to make them pure and holy, as if they'd never set a foot wrong, no matter how big those bad choices, how, how big that sin is, then as part of that choice, as part of the transaction with God, at that moment, God, through his Holy Spirit, comes to live in you you become his belonging belonging to him and you can communicate with him you start a relationship with him and he comes to live inside of you you literally become a meeting place between heaven and earth for God and that doesn't end even when our physical bodies no longer work it's forever it's for eternity in accepting this gift we, we take up the challenge to surrender our pride, surrender our vanity and independence, our own will and wants, etc. It's no longer about us. It's not about what people think of us, or how many people like us. It's not about what we look like, or the skills we have, the home we have, the life we want. Everything is about glorifying God, pointing to him and off ourselves, laying down our own agenda and in everything we do, lifting up God's name, his will, his way. We pray the words of Psalm 115 verse one, not to us, Lords, not to us, but to you be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. I shared last week that there is real surrender involved in choosing to pray that prayer with integrity. So the last part of the verse What does it look like for us to bring glory to God through the way that we use our bodies? We are to be pure and fit for purpose. God does not dwell in, in, in an impure place. When we become Christians, we have a responsibility to keep our temple place pure. It is important to say here that, that God doesn't expect us to be perfect. We can't be And that's why Jesus died. But what we can do is daily ask God to show us the impurity that we may be housing, that has come into our lives through things that we've thought or choices we've made and ask him to cleanse us through that same saving blood of Jesus and ask him to refill us afresh with his Holy Spirit empowering us to live glorifying him in all that we do and say god takes our purity seriously when jesus discovered uh, the immorality in the temple in jerusalem uh, the, uh, uh, and those who were exploiting the marginalized and poor, he addressed it and cleansed the, god's temple again similarly if we read the verses preceding Uh, our passage in 1 Corinthians 6, we see the instruction to get rid of sexual impurity in our lives. The temple of God's spirit is to be a pure place, a holy place, in order for us to be able to bring glory to God most effectively and reflect his glory to others. So can I ask you, when was the last time you, you, you prayed, God, help me to bring glory to you through my sex life, through my choices about what I watch or what I look at? my thoughts. If we consider the body as a temple of the Holy Spirit, then that impacts our choices of how, how to use it and how not to use it. It impacts how to choose how, how, how to, choose to clothe our bodies, how to treat our bodies, how, how to feed our bodies, and, and how we allow others to engage with our bodies. So I said about being pure and fit for purpose. I wanted to share some practical pointers at the beginning of this year in in how we can be fit for purpose in order to glorify God through our bodies, the temples of the Holy Spirit. Number one, through healthy eating and drinking. Don't be overly harsh or indulgent in, in what you eat or drink. Keep things in a healthy balance. Maybe you've noticed that due to the challenges of 2020, you gradually increase the amount or frequency that you're drinking alcohol, and the balance has swung to become unhealthy. How about signing up for dry January, choosing to address a a more healthy balance again? For others, it might be that you're you're, um, finding comfort in eating and God's challenging you this morning to to address that balance uh, and bring it into a more healthy balance. The second thing is about exercise. The NHS suggests that we should aim to be physically active every day, doing at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity each week, or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity activity a week. Again, it's about a healthy balance, being fit for purpose in in, in that healthy balance. The third thing is about sleep. Our culture encourages and sometimes even rewards us for pushing through with little sleep. We all fall into that trap at times, but regular poor sleep is linked to many medical conditions as well as, emotional, as well as the emotional impact. People are most rested when they wake at the end of a 90 minute sleep cycle rather than in the middle of it. So adults should aim on average for seven and a half hours sleep a night. I've already mentioned uh, sexual purity But I just just want to to suggest that practically, we need to intentionally put safeguards in place. Someone once said that you can't stop birds flying overhead. But you can stop them nesting. So what intentional choices would help you in this downloading a blocker of adult content on your phone, for example, partnering with someone else using covenant eyes, not watching films above a 12 or 15 rating and so on. What choices will you make? So number five about being fit for purpose in order to glorify God with our bodies, the temples of the Holy Spirit is modesty and vanity. Remembering that what we look like is purely a reflection on God's creativity and not something to be a source of pride or vanity or insecurity. We are his works of art. Finally, Alan Scott, in his book, Scattered Servants, and I really recommend this book to everyone uh, who's watching, um, he he writes, the next great move of God is not going to be a movement in the church, it's going to be a movement of the church into society, into communities. Actually, that's the original move of God after Pentecost. Through the earliest disciples, the earliest temples of the Holy Spirit, they, they became carriers of God's glorious presence into the communities they were in. And God is calling us to do the same. I want us to pray together and ask God to, to help us to bring glory to him through our bodies, to be pure and fit for purpose. So let's pray. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to you be the glory because of your love and faithfulness god make us your temples cleanse us at the start of this this new year make us pure again and fit for purpose fill us with your holy spirit afresh and help us to bring glory to you by following your will your way for your glory. Amen.